T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Last year, Twitter took Zero Hedge's account away for asking what was tantamount back then to blasphemy. Was COVID man-made? On this podcast today, I'm going to ask the questions you're still not allowed to ask. The questions I'd immediately have my social media taken from me if I asked. Is COVID a bioweapon? Did the Chinese deliberately release it? To get the financial upper hand and end the presidency of Donald Trump, the greatest threat to their economic supremacy. And are we at war with them? And did our own government at the highest levels betray us by colluding with them to build this bioweapon, either knowingly or unknowingly? Still in our society, you can't speak these questions, but the evidence points to the fact that we should be at least asking them. But you can't. You'll be canceled. Yet asking them may be a matter of life and death, of human survival. And as China specialist Gordon Chang explained on Fox News last week, the stakes couldn't be higher. You say the reason China is so defensive about this lab leak theory is because China is cooking up something else in these labs. Why do you say that? Well, first of all, the Chinese military talks about this openly, about their biological weapons program. And the next pathogen from China could be a civilization killer, Todd, because they've been talking about a new type of biological warfare of, quote, specific ethnic genetic attacks. In other words, the next bug will leave the Chinese immune and attack the rest of us. So we've got to be very concerned what they're doing in their lab these days, because we know that Chinese military researchers are working not only in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but in similar facilities across China. I mean, if that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. I mean, basically, you're talking about end of civilization with the exception of the Chinese. That's got to open some eyes. So the Chinese military has bragged for years about how they intended to weaponize coronaviruses, kill people with them in order to get the financial upper hand in the world. But did they? Senior Chinese Communist Party member Ping Cheng, a professor at, of national development at Peking University, said they did in mid-May. He took a victory lap, claiming... China won an unprecedented biological war against the U.S. in 2020 and, quote, put the U.S. back in its place. 
unquote. Here's what he said. In 2020, China won the trade war, science and technology war, and especially the biological war. The achievement is unprecedented. This is an epic-making historical record. So for the liberal America-worshipping cult within China, their worship of the U.S. is actually unfounded, he said. After the trade war and biological warfare, the U.S. was beaten back to its original shape. Understand, senior Communist Party members do not say things like this off the cuff. If they do, they disappear. This message was pre-approved. For whatever reason, they want it out there. So did they do it? Did Anthony Fauci help them? Did he then collude to protect them from what they've done? These are real and serious questions any rational person would ask when confronted with the evidence. But we're not allowed to. But what's in Anthony Fauci's emails suggests we should. Now, quickly, I'll let Senator Rand Paul set this up. But the emails paint a disturbing picture, a disturbing picture of Dr. Fauci from the very beginning worrying that he had been funding gain-of-function research. And he knows it to this day, but hasn't admitted it. We have to get uh, Democrat counterparts that will actually use the committee hearings to investigate this. But so far, it's been such a partisan support for Dr. Fauci that he can do no wrong. But really, there's a lot of evidence that he has a great deal of conflict of interest and that if it turns out this virus came from the Wuhan lab, which it looks like it did, that there's a great deal of culpability in that he was a big supporter of the funding. But he also was a big supporter to this day of saying we can trust the Chinese on this. We can trust the Chinese scientists. And I think that's quite naive and really should preclude him from the position that he's in. String Anthony Fauci's emails together, which were collected in a FOIA request, and the picture they paint is horrifying. In February, the first NIH scientist began warning him that it looks like COVID might have been engineered quote, unquote, inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, quote, unquote, with unusual features that potentially look engineered and that more study will be needed to determine whether they were man created. Just three days later, after being told in that same email that the scientist was putting together a team to study the origins of COVID, Anthony Fauci would go public and vehemently proclaim that COVID was naturally occurring. We now know he had been told the opposite was a real possibility. Around the same time, Fauci and other scientists in their emails back and forth to each other were frantically scrambling around to see if the gain-of-function research that they had funded was the same that had produced COVID at the Wuhan lab. One problem, Fauci, just two weeks ago, under oath, would tell Congress he never sponsored gain-of-function research. That is perjury. He should at least be investigated for it. It's a felony. As I run down the incredible and terrifying story these emails paint, I want to direct your attention first to something I want you to remember throughout the rest of this podcast. It's this, from July 29, 2020, a USA Today fact-check. Remember the story of how, in a speech, Fauci warned the Trump administration in 2017 that there would be a surprise infectious disease outbreak. I've seen this many times on the Internet and assumed it was a conspiracy theory, but it's not. USA Today rated it as true. 
not false. He warned in 2017 that Trump would encounter a pandemic and have to battle it, saying, this is straight from USA Today, you can Google it yourself, there's no doubt Donald J. Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. And he was. Keep that in mind as I tell you what happened next. We'll be right back after this very short commercial break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Incredibly, Fauci would warn in a speech at Georgetown University on January 10th, 2017, that Trump would most certainly face a viral outbreak, a pandemic crisis before the end of his presidency. The speech coincides with a time when he was reauthorizing gain-of-function research that is teaching dangerous viruses to jump from animals to humans. Secretly, Trump didn't know about it. But... Before we get to all that, let's go back to what his emails say. In January, February, and March of 2020, as the COVID outbreak caught steam, here's Laura Ingram. The emails, they show that Fauci was scrambling in those early days of the pandemic to find out the links between the NIH-funded gain-of-function research and COVID. Now, here's how one of his... NIH underlings responded to this email about a 2015 gain-of-function study that was co-authored by the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Bat Lady. And he said, the paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain-of-function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what this means, since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. <laughs> Explain that, Senator. Well, Why is that so well, significant? Here, here, here's, Laura, what makes it worse. 
Two weeks ago in committee hearing, he said they did not fund any gain-of-function research. <laughs> I quoted that specific paper. Right. So the very paper that he puts in the email, he says, oh my goodness, we need to read this paper because we looks like we are actually funding gain-of-function research, which is where we juice up these viruses, take them from animals, and infect them into humans. He's admitting that to his underling. He's worried about this in February of last year. But only two weeks ago, he tells me, oh, it wasn't gain-of-function research. But in his email, in well, the subject line, he says, gain of function research. He was admitting it to his private underlings seven, eight, nine months ago. I mean, could there be criminal culpability here, given, given the repeated failures of Dr. Fauci, who is basically in charge of our much of our messaging on this and, and advice on this? Could there be criminal culpability a, here, a, a fraud or ongoing uh, collaboration with the Chinese when, when he was making excuses for them? The answer, based on the evidence, is an unequivocal yes. And then he covered for himself and for them by lying to Congress, buying the Chinese a full year in which they could have easily released, accidentally let out, whatever, another one of these coronaviruses they'd engineered in the lab, some of which have death rates up to 15%. You have to have, Fauci did have such an utter disregard for human life on the planet. I I mean, the, the, the dimensions of this are almost unfathomable. Now keep in mind, as we go forward with Fauci's emails, that he wasn't the only one who covered for the Chinese. Bizarrely, the Biden administration has too. State Department official David Asher, who was not a Trump appointee, He'd served as a State Department investigator for both Democrat and Republican presidents. Led a team put together by Mike Pompeo, Trump's secretary of state, who was also former CIA director. They looked into this and concluded that the covid virus came out of the Wuhan lab and was engineered. They couldn't say whether it was deliberately released or not. Joe Biden shut down that investigation. But there's something you should know about that. It was complete when he shut it down. And it had concluded using intel that that virus absolutely came out of the lab. Why would you shut down an investigation that's complete, that's not ongoing? Because you want to discredit it. You want to toss away the findings to protect, I don't know, the Chinese, Fauci, something else we don't know yet or understand. Why would you relaunch a second investigation, turn it over to our profoundly corrupt intel agencies, and limit it to just 90 days? You'd only do it if you wanted to cover up just as much as Fauci. But why? Now back to Fauci's shocking emails. In the research done by the bat scientist in Wuhan, she gives him credit. She lists the exact NIH grant with a 10 numeral disclaimer or ID number listing the money and thanking the NIH for the money. It's clearly gain of function. There are several scientists who are in this field, cellular biologists. They all say that taking a SARS back, a SARS virus and adding an S protein to it to make it infect human cells, that is the very definition of gain of function. It's very dangerous. We shouldn't be doing it here or there. But Dr. Fauci has denied it to this day. But the private emails show that he was acknowledging 
that it was gain of function. Nobody was questioning it. The scientific community needs to look at this because he hides behind this veil of the lab coat that nobody can question him. Yeah, but well, I believe, and by looking at the evidence, that it absolutely was gain of function research, and, and he was funding it. And to this day, he's still saying he would do it again because yeah, he no, trusts no. the Chinese scientists. Yeah. <laughs> now for the truly shocking part. Remember, Fauci gave a speech at Georgetown on January 10th, 2017. Warning, quote, this is USA Today, y'all. There is no question there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, Fauci said, during the pandemic preparedness in the next administration speech. It came 10 days before Trump's inauguration, remember. And then he added, quote, the thing we're extraordinarily confident about is that we're going to see this in the next few years. What is truly chilling is that we now know that is the exact period when Fauci, those, that exact month when Fauci reauthorized secretly the restart of gain-of-function experiments that Obama had banned that same month. Holy cow. Listen to Rand Paul on that on Laura Ingram last night. So the NIH realized that gain of function was dangerous. They ban it for three years. And then right before Donald Trump becomes president, they allow it again. They start granting exemptions, all approved by Dr. Fauci. The committee's secret. They won't let you know everybody on the committee. But you know Dr. Fauci knows who's on the committee and reviews this stuff. But then they also allowed some of the research in Wuhan not to go before the committee. And when they were asked, why was this not reviewed by this committee on safety? They said, well, it wasn't gain of function research. So they basically defined it out of the purview of the committee that was supposed to be assessing safety and preventing, you know, dangerous experiments from going on. So, yeah, there's there's something rotten in Denmark and somebody needs to get to the bottom of this. But it can't include Tony Fauci investigating himself. It's got to be an independent bipartisan committee. Senator, uh, do you have any faith that a, a bipartisan commission, given the lies that have been uh, have no. put out there, uh, 500,000 dead and, we can't and people are just looking the other way? Yeah, we can't even get a hearing, but realize what they were studying in that lab they've admitted to was 15 times more deadly than the virus we're dealing with. COVID-19 has about a 1% mortality, and that's a lot of people. But SARS, the one from 2004, has a 15% mortality, and they were taking SARS and juicing it up and making it more infectious to human airway cells. That's a really scary thing to do, particularly for the Chinese communists, who I don't think are the most trustworthy of partners. I'll wrap the podcast today with perhaps the best summary in the shortest amount of time I found anywhere of what's in those emails and what the implications are from the very man who said Trump would, without a doubt, face a serious pandemic during his presidency. Here it is from Tucker Carlson. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Consider this exchange, which began the evening of January 31st, 2020. It was a Friday just before midnight. The first email came from an immunologist called Christian Anderson, who works at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla, California. Anderson warned Fauci that COVID appeared to have been possibly manipulated in a laboratory. Quote, the unusual features of the virus make up a really small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. The next day, on February 1st, Tony Fauci wrote back, Thanks, Christian. Talk soon on the call. Fauci then sent an urgent email to his deputy, a man called Hugh Auchincloss, 
The subject of that email in all caps was important. Quote, Hugh, it is essential that we speak this AM. Keep your cell phone on. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward. You will have tasks today that must be done. Attached to that email was a document. It was entitled, quote, Barrick, She et al., Nature Medicine, SARS Gain of Function, dot PDF. Now, the Barrick in the attachment referred to Ralph Barrick, a virologist based in the U.S., who collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Barak worked with a woman called Dr. Shi Sheng Li, known as the Bat Lady because she manipulates coronaviruses that infect bats. She was the she in the attachment. Now, keep in mind that during the questioning from Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky fairly recently, Tony Fauci denied that this same Ralph Barak had conducted gain-of-function research. Again, this is the Ralph Barak in Fauci's attachment, which was entitled Barak She et al. SARS gain-of-function dot PDF. And yet, under oath before the United States Congress, Fauci denied this. Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina. And if you look at the grant, and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. Oh, it wasn't just on Twitter. It was in Fauci's own emails. In retrospect, that looks a lot like perjury. We do know that starting early last year, a lot of people at NIH were worried that COVID had not occurred naturally. They were concerned it had been instead manipulated in a lab in China. And yet they seemed determined to hide those facts from the public. Again, why? On the afternoon of February 1st last year, Fauci held a conference call with several top virologists. Most of the details of that call were made hidden from public view. They've been redacted. We know the call was related to a document entitled Coronavirus Sequence Comparison. Jeremy Farrar, a British physician who runs a major research nonprofit, reminded everyone on the call that what they said was top secret. Quote, information and discussion is shared in total confidence and not to be shared until agreement on next steps, end quote. In other emails, Jeremy Farrar passed along an article from the website Zero Hedge. That piece suggested the coronavirus might have been created as a bioweapon. We now know that is a more plausible explanation than the one we believed at first and were told by the media, which is that Corona came from a pangolin. And yet for the crime of saying that out loud, a more plausible explanation, Zero Hedge was banned from social media platforms. Until recently, you were not allowed to suggest that COVID might be man-made. Why couldn't you suggest that? The fact checkers wouldn't allow it. Why wouldn't they? Because Tony Fauci, assured the tech monopolies that the coronavirus could not have been man-made. And so the tech monopolies shut down the topic. Watch Fauci lie. A group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve. And the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 